What's up and welcome back to the kind of funny screencast. We're about to break down the succession finale. Not just the season finale, but the series finale. I can't <laughs> believe it is gone forever. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. It's Christmas in May. Close. It's almost Joey June. <laughs> <laughs> the Tom girls are winning. Not <laughs> <laughs> out the crew today. We have the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. Woo! Lots to talk about today right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or podcast services around the globe. You can search for Kind of Funny Screencast and we'll be right there for you. In just a few short weeks, we're about to be doing weekly breakdowns of Marvel's Secret Invasion uh, starting at the end of June. So you're going to definitely want to subscribe there. Uh, and if you want to support us even further, you can go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny where you can get the show ad free and a whole bunch of amazing bonus content like Kind of Feudy. Um, a fun preview episode of Kind of Feudy is going to be going up for everybody that doesn't subscribe on patreon later this week to give you a little taste of what you're missing uh, i know a lot of people are like i don't you guys always talk about this i don't know what it is well, you're gonna get your chance to check that out youtube.com slash kind of funny it's a banger episode banger. maybe some injustices in this one no but, so uh, good never you, know, <laughs> you know you're gonna have to check it out uh yourselves um shout out to our patreon producers nathan lamothe james hasting and casey andrew today we're brought to you by better help but we'll tell you all about that later we did the Succession season four premiere, Greg. We sure did. Too. About eight weeks ago. God. Nine weeks ago, ten weeks ago. I'd say ten weeks because yeah. this is episode ten, right? Yeah. So that probably checks yeah. out. That's how we're time um, <laughs> And originally it was supposed to be this whole crew here, but something happened and you guys weren't able to join us. So Simon Cardi replaced both of you. And uh, it was great having him, but I'm excited to have you all here today. Andy, I want to start with you. What did you think of the finale? Oh, man. I mean, it was heartbreaking it was what you expected and it was like watching a game of thrones episode where too many nice things happen and you know that something really bad is about to happen down the line they set you up just to knock you down but it ends a masterful show where i don't i can't think of any episode that i went oh, that was kind of a weak episode let's wait hopefully next week's is better it was just constantly giving you great drama, great writing, amazing character dynamics. I thought this finale was pitch perfect and what what we deserved honestly as viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, I love this show. I am so happy that they've nailed it out of the park with the final season in general. The fact that we got this entire story in four seasons is so crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it, from the moment this episode starts, you know, you're like Shiv Stop talking. Yep. Stop doing it. And they just, they give you every possible scenario within reason to expect in this episode. And even though you're rooting for everyone and no one deserves it, you just, you want them to win. You can't help but root for these awful, terrible people, every single person, except for maybe Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Greg. Tim, what succession does so well, mm -hmm. succession does so well. I don't want to get eaten a lot of the comments again. Uh, is the same thing WWE does so well, right? Which is make you believe in something you know can't happen. Yes. I always go back to Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, Elimination Chamber. We all knew with 100% certainty that Sami Reigns was not, or Sami was not going to end Roman Reigns' uh, title run, right? But there was moments in that match where you tricked yourself believe. into believing it. And it was the same thing here of watching this. It's like Wiley Coyote. Like, I know it's always going to blow up in the Roy's faces. You know what I mean? I know it's never going to happen, but they did such a great job of building this thing to such a depressing end, right? Of seeing them 
all reconcile at the mom's right to go out into the water have their little moment do their little you know meal fit for a king and then see it all fall apart right to get to that last vote and see shiv waver and leave the room and it all fall apart so spectacularly like it was such a perfectly depressing end to succession yeah Honestly, I, I'm just rounding out the same thoughts here. Like, this is probably the most well-written show I've ever watched. I hope that there's something else out there in the future that can, like, rival this. Because episode to episode, to me, it's not about the spoilers. It's not about the plot. It's about the dialogue. And it's about the sheer quality of the writing and the experiences these characters share. And I just can't believe from season one to four, which I watched all in the last, like, two months, essentially, um, catching up to, to watch these week to week, the quality of experience both from the binging it and from the week to week i think is unmatched like just the 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 way that this show works in both ways because you get lost in the story some of the stuff it's a little hard to understand exactly what they're doing because we're not business people like that uh but Neither are they. It, it almost doesn't matter it's like you know the, because every episode just does such a good job of like getting you where you need to be because it's about the interactions and to see those interactions grow and mature and at every step feel like oh i get this and that makes sense and that they did this in the other season so i understand why their relationship is that way gets us to this point here where little hand touches hand holds looks away little mannerisms mean so much to us because we know the language that they're speaking to each other not just through writing but through the communication and i can't believe just where it all ended where like we all saw it coming but i feel like we all saw different variations of it coming and the one that they gave us is like man that's why i'm not a writer and y'all are writers <laughs> like it, it was just so satisfyingly depressing to be like oh man it's tom it's it's not even Greg. It's Tom at the end of the day, but I feel like it was so poetically done and where that put Shiv in the relationship with him and the choices there and the brothers getting just so royally fucked and the amount of uh, the camera shots of each character getting their Logan moment of the behind the head yeah. uh, with the big music cues. I loved that, but for the final shot of the entire show to be the Logan behind the head shot of Kendall, but then cut away to the side and just show that he's not this fucking badass guy. Like he's a... Looking at his kingdom of nothing, shit. right? Oh, what a show. He is not a serious person. None of them are. <laughs> well, that was the best part I thought for me personally was, you know, uh, these last couple episodes uh, watching the Culkin young man, you know, him come together, watching Rome come together and realize that they all are, they, it is all bullshit. They are all bullshit, right? And have that, you know, moment in the room with all, you know, Kendall and be able to say, this is bullshit, I'm bullshit, you're bullshit, this is all bullshit, and really mean it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And really understand that they are three kids who have been playing house, really, that they don't know anything, that they don't have any original ideas. They This is all meaningless, and it just doesn't matter, right? And so to get him to have a quote-unquote happy ending, right, of being at, at the bar, three, yeah. drinking uh, Jerry's drink back to where he started, right? Like, okay, cool. Like, at least he gets it on that level. Yeah. Yeah, that was just one of those, uh, again, another heartbreaking moment of them understanding and, and especially him kind of coming to the reality that, you know, just because we were born into this family does not mean we were meant to live this life. Like yeah. we, 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 again, you said it perfectly like they were playing house. Like they, they felt like they were fit for this role this whole time and really they were just playing themselves. And having that realization in that moment right there really is like that moment of freedom for Rome of like, this, like, look at us, dude. We're jokes. <laughs> Everybody out there knows that we're jokes. Everybody out there has been saying yes to us this whole time because they just, because of our name, really. Right, and I like love, and, and I kind of 
I love this sort of heartbreaking message and lesson that sometimes the dudes that just say yes and agree with everything and, and are just there to play along all the way up to, to the top. top and rise to the top. <laughs> that is like such a heartbreaking moment, man. Sure, but is it? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Tom obviously is just a bottom feeder feeder who wants to stay alive no matter what, right? And he's He'll put, suck the biggest dick in the room. He's put, <laughs> he's put right back in this. I love the parallels between his conversation with Skarsgård and Hugo's conversation with Kendall at the funeral, right? Of like, listen, I don't want a partner. And Hugo's, I like more because Hugo totally is accepting of it, right? I just want a dog. And he's like, woof, woof, woof. woof. You know yeah. what I mean? And then this one too, where it was like, you know, uh, Skarsgård being like, listen, I don't need a partner in this, right? I just need a fucking front man. And, and Tom's like, okay, cool. I'll do that. So it's like, but before that, that even works, Greg, of, I think I want to fuck Shiv and I think she'd fuck me too. Sure. Yeah. That's something to easily gloss over. In that moment, you're like, they're like, oh, is man, Tom this, about to blow up? It looks like he's so might blow. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And then it leads to Tom getting the news and acting like the past or the prior 30 minutes of that conversation never happened. Just being like, Greg, we're going to be okay. Yeah. That is like, Something that's so easy easy to gloss over because they are sort of fitting in so much dialogue into tight packed moments, but god damn, I mean just the you know the handhold in the limousine car ride oh. between Shiv and Tom the hand rest yeah, yeah. Give, give Tom Wamsgans all the awards Matthew McFadden <sighs> for all of his hand acting between yeah. this and Pride and Prejudice <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. and ha- and again like done. I just uh, watching that handhold all I can think about is. Alexander Skarsgård saying, I, I would fuck her if I could. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Well, and I think that was the moment where he was like, how how far can I push him? How, like, how much is what Shiv said, like, he'll suck the biggest dick in the room? How much is that true? And, like, to confront him with, like, I want to fuck your wife. Yeah. And he's just like... It is what it is, we're, and he's like, "This is this is this is my guy." <laughs> That's exactly the moment that he knew that he had solidified his decision. Yeah, I did love that Lawrence from Valter came back in just a passing yeah. mention. I was like, "Holy shit, are they about to bring him out?" Is I know. I was like, if this is how this all? ends. It's going to be great." But I just love that he's still in the conversation because I think that could have also been like a very interesting ending, but a little too telegraphic. It's, it's one of those things, Joe, that I didn't feel too bothered by. It, usually in other shows, whenever old names are brought up from the past, I I kind of get the complaint of like, you well, know, you're, you're, you're telling and not showing, you know, like sure, 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 where sure, we've sure. heard like, why are you bringing that up? But in this world, it kind of it just feels natural because these are still players in this world. These are still names in tech and names in media that are still running corporations and running organizations. So whenever Lawrence from Walter got brought up, I was like, Oh, yeah, I guess so. He is still out there, you know? It kind of made sense, you know? And there's only so many people that can fill a CEO role, and it usually ends up bouncing, I feel like, between all of those high-level people to so it Bob make sense Iger. that they would try Yeah, and, 100%. Um, you know, one of the things I think is worth bringing up, I know we're just jumping around and having fun with the episode, but I did th- find it, like, not... Maybe it's haunting in the moment, but on reflection. Because, like, this is a big one where it finished. Me and Jen talked a little about it, and then I hopped in the shower, and it was very much like the waves of, like, oh, this is so fucked up as I went through it. But watching the uh dinner right where they had the video of connor uh logan uh jess or, or not jess um what's her name the other the carrie. assistant carrie thank you so much <laughs> and then obviously you know jerry frank uh, all them uh and watching them just hanging out right and like just at a dinner actually enjoying each other's company when it w- wasn't about business at all and singing a song and the kids as always being on the outside of that right and i think it is really poignant for all three of them watching that and obviously by having Carrie there really putting a timestamp on when it was happening and really see mm-hmm. like hey look at we we were 
we were on the outs, right? We were on the outside of this because of our actions, because of his actions too, Logan's, but uh, because of our own actions, we're on the outside watching, you know, some of the final happy moments our father had, right? And having these things that weren't always horrible and bore on the floor and him screaming obscenities at us. I thought that was like so... Because you see them all hold each other, right? And like cry over it. And it's not just like they miss their dad. They miss that moment. They didn't get to have those final moments. Yeah. And their final moments were way worse than that you know sure, like yeah, yeah. Their, their final conversations were nowhere near as pleasant and i think that is the mm-hmm. the more heartbreaking part about it and you know, going back to that looking at this season as a whole like when logan died in episode four it's like wait a minute like we have so many more episodes and i just feel like they used them so perfectly uh where each one having the events having the election and uh having the funeral and having it end with this one with the board meeting that we've now talked about for so damn long and the different combinations of who's involved who's and Gojo and like Stewie. Yes, yeah, where's Stewie He's at? So good. <laughs> How many times him. is he gonna get pulled back into this? Uh, but to have it end at the the at least not end, but most of it be at the the mom's place, right? And like be with the mom character of all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have all the kids there and have the power dynamic shift with the other storyline being Tom talking to to Matson, um, and that whole ridiculous like shift in power that like happened like i did not see it coming that way and the moment that tom's revealed that early in the episode to be the next guy i was like we still have too many too much of this episode there's no way this sticks but the fact that that stuck and the ramifications of that decision then rippled through all the other storylines i just thought was like so impressively done to kind of like keep the like the heel turn face turn stuff happening in a way that felt completely in control of itself where we get the the siblings kind of almost every combination against each other like it's like uso's bloodline shit (laughs) but like within a one-hour episode like the conversation leading from the moment that shiv is like talking shit to the boys to them out on the water it and to then the whole um being crowned and all that stuff like how many flips are there but it doesn't feel like it feels like okay this is organic and earned and i just can't believe they pulled that off for sure. I mean, these characters, I shouldn't even say the characters, the actors do so much work in this, right? And it is that thing that you talk about, the hand-holding acting, and it's all its all real, it's all true, and it is that thing of, like, I've enjoyed re- reveling in all the TikToks after this, and they aren't just like this, they are like, oh, I think this is where Shiv flipped, right here, you see this one look, you know, it's when Kendall sits in her, her father's chair, and there's this look on her face, and, and it was like, damn, like, you're right, like, to see all these, like, little glimpses and all these little things the actors did throughout the performances to really, get, like, tip their hand on where they were going and why they were going to go that way, and even be in that, you know, side conference room, which, again, is another thing I'll steal from TikTok, of, like, that the thing <laughs> of the comment, you know, we were always, you know, yelling outside of his office, and then here they are, you know, episodes later, literally yelling outside of his office, and this, you're like, but you're in there and you're seeing him fight and it's like that whole thing of like almost imagining it like a telltale video game and seeing Kendall constantly pick the like a- a- aggro choice of dialogue. We're like, no, this is I it. am the eldest boy. <laughs> but you're not. To <laughs> <laughs> see that, yeah, it was like, ah, man, it was outrageous and painful and so great to see. And even when Kendall goes back in the room, right, I and mean, we didn't get to see Shiv go in and vote. He's like, all right, what if we do this? And we're going to like, it's over. It was like, whoa, you know, it's finally done. It's finally done. Yeah. I want, to, I want to keep talking about it, Andy. I'll get right back to you. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But 
When we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny. Andy. Oh, man. <laughs> Bad idea coming back to me after the break. I totally just lost it, and he's... Coheed oh, oh, Cambria oh. is just playing in his hat. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, you mentioning all the sort of turns uh, just happening within one episode and kind of like, how is this possible but it's still being pulled off really well so I don't really care about the believability factor of it. This makes you think of like, imagine they have cell phones in Game of Thrones. How many times they would say how many times those turns would have been able to happen because of the That's a great point. Because of the in real time re- revelations that people are having of like I I think that is one of the coolest sort of scenes that happened in real time of um the here Greg come, calling Kendall. <laughs> yes, of, of Greg calling Kendall, but also just, you know, in the middle of that awful pitch meeting <laughs> that is just kind of happening at mom's house and like, oh God, mom, are we being pitched right now? What the hell is <laughs> happening right now? I love that moment of of Greg calling Kendall and saying, Are we caughting it up again? Are we yeah, trying to yeah, caught yeah, it up. Yeah. I'm what do you to, got? I'm trying <laughs> to buy my safety. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that moment is so cool the way it all sort of breaks down and then delivering the news to Shiv and it all it all happens so quickly. But it's still so believable in their acting and their reactions to the sure. moment. But and, like, oh, even Greg uh, getting his phone out yeah. and doing the Google Translate for the yeah. conversation and getting that one line where it was like, "Okay, I have enough info." Yeah, <laughs> that was that was something that struck me uh, at the end of it when people again people were talking about it. And, you know, they talk about it in the you know inside the actor studio thing at the very end, right? Yeah. But uh, how this is a tragedy. It's always been a tragedy. I'm like, oh, I've never thought about that. But that entire sequence of events, right? Tom gets it, then doesn't tell Greg, but then Greg gets the information that kind of can fuck over Tom and gives it. I was like, like in retrospect, like, oh, this is so Shakespeare. Because that's oh. always what happens, right? Where there's some person who thinks they're doing the right thing that actually fucks over their closest friend or whatever it is and like fucks everything up down the line. Yeah, man. It, it's so, so damn impressive. The lead in from that of like the, the way that because it's real time, like you were talking about, and we've seen this a couple times this season with the the connor's wedding and finding about the the death of the dad like that's all like real time shot and the funeral real time and things like that with this one to have this information kind of have to go through them all uh in real time them having to make life-altering decisions that quickly like we see all the time that shiv gets to think about this like normally on shows we get crazy information and then a character like goes away and then we go away for a week and think about it they think about it you know what i mean with this it's like we're seeing her have to decide like where am i voting what am i doing like in the instant that goes back to the little acting bits where it's like you see the back and forth and like i just feel like that was one of the more more impressive aspects of this episode in particular um but that led into for me the the scene with shiv and the the boys after shiv finds out uh, one day when Kendall says, hey, I have the information, whatever, and they're outside, and they had that the first starting battle that leads into the back and forth of, 
dad said it was me. No, dad said it was me. No, dad said it was me. <laughs> when All I was in seven in <laughs> different ways. And but <laughs> he like, said it to be last. <laughs> but he said it to be last. He said it to me, and he, he meant it with with Shiv, and then with Kendall. The like, underline baby. It, I, exactly. I just love that the underline. Uh, bit got turned into like this conversation here where they're all right and it all affected them in different ways and my favorite part of it was him being like you told me when i was seven he shouldn't have done that and it's like that's just such an, a powerful yeah. statement of like damn like this kid it's not his fault that he's a little piece of shit yeah. you know what i mean like it he could have been better and fixed it but like that's where like, he is like he was seven years old and for them to be like yeah, he shouldn't have. And had that have a different meaning. Oh, I love that scene so much. Yeah, the I, I also just want to applaud the whole cast where, you know, we lose Logan Roy really early. And we've seen what losing a very main uh, central part of the cast, how how that affects the rest of the cast. And, like, I felt no drop-off. I just think that's how strong yeah. acting and cast is. That's how strong uh, the writing is. And... Ever since, like, it's really, really hard to lose track of time when you're watching this week to week. When four weeks later, you hear a sheriff say, my dad died three days ago. And you're like, oh, shit. I kind of forgot that's how you all are dealing with this in real time. Well, it's because th they got really murky with how much time yeah, is passing. Exactly. I, I, I was telling Jen earlier in the season that I really could have gone for a... You know, he dies, and they say then Friday the next day, and then it was like if they could do that because it did. We'd come back to episodes, and I was like, "Whoa, it has a lot changed, a little change." Where, but then it was like at one point in the middle of one of those episodes, like we saw the funeral. I was like, "They haven't had the funeral yet." I was yeah. like, "What the fuck is going on?" What was it? I th I thought it was like we were getting days in a row, consecutive days. Like each episode was like one day after the next if, i think it, yeah. in the end that's what it, it is yeah but i, I think, think in before the, moment, the death it was a little bit yeah in the moment it was a bit more but it's also wanted. so improbable for us to understand that because they're suddenly flying to sweden to finish a deal with matson well, yeah, and to us the, <laughs> you yeah. don't just go to sweden the next day <laughs> and hop on a pj you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot more to it so in their world a lot of that is is more natural but yeah to then because uh, i i kept on wondering when are one of these people opposing the Roy family going to say, enough about your fucking dad, dude? Like, because at one point, Shiv says, my dad just died. Yeah. And I was waiting for one of the opposers, one of the antagonists in that moment to be like, enough, dude. It's been four weeks or something. But, like, I was ex expecting the Roy family to use that as ammunition, as, like, a way to, like, how dare you treat me this way? But, no, because it, it's only been five days or whatever, like, that is still such a weird thing to kind of wrap your head around timeline-wise. But um, I agree with you, Greg. I think that could have been cleaned up a little bit more. Eventually, um, I got my sea legs for it. But it right. was just in the moment where I was like, oh, what? And then it was, uh, how pregnant is Shiv? I think yeah. that was the on? thing that yeah. threw it off of like, how pregnant are you? Because you look maybe more pregnant than you are. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how would you know? Because that doesn't seem that far. Yeah, I feel like that's confusing. So, uh, big question for you guys. Ooh, I, love I watched this thing, and with the way that each character storyline ended, I was like, I am utterly satisfied. Like, there's decisions that I, I thought were going to go somewhere different, but the decisions made, <laughs> best case scenario, I think. Do you guys have things that you didn't love, character-wise, of where they ended? Hmm. Didn't love. Or are you guys satisfied? Yeah, I don't know if I have anything really I, specific. I don't um, think you could ever. I don't think I could ever be satisfied with it. Like, I not, it's not that I'm not satisfied. I think it was a great finale. <laughs> I loved it. I'm glad they went out without me being bored and giving up. And they kill Logan, and then it goes on four more seasons, and I'm bored as shit or something like that. It's more the fact that 
you know, I do wonder, man, what's Kendall's next move? You know what I mean? Because I definitely, I like, when he's walking over there, I was like, is he going to kill himself? Is that going to be the thing? And it's a little too on the nose. And then, of course, there's a story from the actor that in one of the takes, he did cross the thing and the security guard came and got oh him. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. see that. Yeah, Holy yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know how he's like a method actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in one of the takes, he did go over there, crawl <laughs> over the barricade. And then the, the I forget the actor or the, even the, the character's name, but the bodyguard oh. that Logan, he hired yeah. from Logan, did oh, run over. Colin? Yeah, yeah. Colin yeah. in character no ran over way. and stopped him. So it is that thing of like i i totally Your get it sounds crazy yeah I, I mean uh who's the actor that plays logan roy um uh -oh. brian cox uh, brian yeah. cox was talking in that interview was talking about kendall roy's sort of method how hard it. he goes into it and he's yeah. like all right tell him like y you're going too hard at this like he loves his job and he cares that much but it's too much yeah he he, he commits too hard to it and it's like you know you're you're thinking too much about this. We're just acting, you know, yeah. like relax, dude. Uh, jumping off of what, what you're saying there um, with, with the actual ending of it, of you want to see like where he goes, or you could see where, where yeah, he goes yeah. or whatever. I am just so impressed recently with HBO's post-show breakdowns where they're somehow so they just, they're their own pieces of content that deserve awards. Like they're so good. And like they reframe what I just watched in such an amazing light. But the line that he has that just, just was the most perfect bow on this uh, end of the the show here was saying that like their stories are going to keep going on, but the show's not interested in that. Yeah, and I just feel like that is like oh my god, what a beautiful thing to say. But also I think that it it is so great, like both from a meta level of like where we're at storytelling wise, but in the real world or not real world in their real world of how that affects the characters of like, they lost, like they are no longer the most interesting part of this story. Like that is so freaking like tragic like that that's the tragic part to me like oh i but it's also that thing of like were they ever the most interesting part like you know what i mean like clearly their battle was it was the thing but even the battle was all about logan roy and back to andy's point right of like i remember when it was happening in that episode i thought as soon as like uh tom called i was like oh what an underhand move and i because i was like oh they, they would have shown him go down they would have shown him your dad's really sick i'm like he's just fucking with them he's fucking yeah. with them and that's what makes you realize how shitty these people are is that yeah. you as a viewer questioned the death totally oh, right yeah, totally. yeah yeah but it was that thing of like oh man how is the show go on without logan roy because he has been the center point right and so even here it's been you know the vacuum of power created by him that they've orbited and done all these things with right so it has always been like even the children themselves, especially how great it was to see all the stuff of going back to the first episode now and how much I fucking hated these people at that time. And yada, yada, yada. It's just such a fascinating turn of how they've gone, what they've done. And yeah, were they ever the main characters in this thing? No, but they were, but they weren't, but it was, but it's all about the power they wanted. Yeah. Um, there is one thing that I'm unsatisfied with, and that's that we're never going to see Willa's cow print couch. Like, <laughs> oh the two week itch. The two week itch. Um, the thing that I do appreciate about them taking Logan Wright out so early in the season is that we got some really great Connor moments, which, like, sure. I feel like last season we got some with the he's always been interested in politics from a young age. And so being able to see him kind of evolve with the like squeezing the 1% and everything this season, I think has given Alan Ruck like such a great performance and even the wedding and him and what like everything i think has been so he never liked him. me or what was the, the line from Connor yeah and something then, like that yeah yeah that was just all <laughs> just incredibly sad um a couple things i want to uh point out uh, something that kevin mentioned during the commercial break was greg and where he lies at the end of this and having that moment and the judas moment essentially yeah, where called out by judas that was such a um like I'm still happy for him. I'm happy for Greg because <laughs> I think that, you know, in a way, Tom realizes that he was playing the game in the same way that Tom has been playing the game this whole time as well. Yeah. 
So I think there is that sort of mutual Pride. respect and also like yeah. you're the person I hate here the least <laughs> sort of thing <laughs> between he and Greg. Well, um, you're someone I can still push around too. Right. right. Like I know that I'm just an empty suit to these people, but I can still push you around. I can still throw my power around. But and, even the fact that he slapped Greg back in oh, that bathroom that scene so is good. like, oh, season one, Greg never yeah, would have yeah, had yeah, the balls yeah, yeah, to do it. Yeah. So he's had some character growth. That was a great little moment. And also just I love the acting from Tom in that moment where – you see Greg trying to get back in. The decision's been made. <laughs> oh, hey, congratulations, up. man. So what's the, what's the plan here? And yeah, and you see kind of Tom looking at him like, oh, hey, man, what's going on? And you you could feel the coldness. Yeah, and, you're yeah, kind, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I'm worried for Greg in that moment. Like, no, man, yeah. like everybody's getting like everybody's losing. Right. Unless you're a fan of Tom, um, which I still am. I, I don't know why I, I felt the way it just. <laughs> I think it was just, you know. Well, they did such a great job. It's like Game of Thrones. You hate everything that's happening to everybody, but you love that it's happening to other people. Um, This episode was such a great buildup of what seemed to be the redemption, the unify of the children. And we've seen this before, and it always falls apart. But this time, it really felt like they had it, right? And then at the last second, they lose it. Yeah. And, and, and I again, I just love that moment between Tom and Greg of, like, I think we have enough capital to keep you like that. Yeah. Just it, and it, the sticker. He puts the sticker on his head. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. the sticker of claiming <laughs> claiming your property uh, back from the the household from the Roy's. That was just magnificently done. And yeah, I just think this whole this whole season just kind of capped off perfectly. I also want to talk about another heartbreaking moment of throughout the season, the pre grieving of Kendall and him feeling like he's totally fine. Hey, oh Roman, good, Roman. Oh Roman, sorry. And, uh, hey, you going to do the funeral speech? Yeah, man, I'm actually pretty excited. Does that make me fucked up? You know, blah, blah, blah. And you feel like he's never going to crack. And then in that moment, mm. trying to deliver the funeral, the speech at the funeral. Right after you. Is he still in there? Can we get him out? Like, oh, uh, all of so that was killer. just so, so uh, just heartbreaking. And to go along with that, to make him, as he's bloodied and bruised up and he's got the cut on his forehead and the little stitches and everything, making him go take the photo with Matson to sign the company away mm. and just like the annoy and then hearing Matson be like, love you, Ro- like, love you, Roman. Like, oh my God, I could have fucking punched Matson in that moment. Like I felt the anger. I See, felt I the hate that. Oh, I felt the anger for sure from Roman, but I, I didn't, I, I really appreciate it in the grand scheme of things. Stewie and all that, right? Stewie vote is team Kendall votes team you Kendall. And then when he loses, he welcomes Tom and says, yep. I'm super excited to work with, you know what I mean? Like Stewie gets that it's business, right? Yeah. For these kids, it never was business. It was about winning their father's approval. None of them even give a shit about the business. None of them understand the business. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not about that. You get social media. You get this thing. Like, what? Yeah. And all the fucking buzzwords that Kendall would constantly throw around, right? Yeah. Like, I got it from Rome for sure, but I really appreciated, like, seeing that. And then even on the flip side of it of, like, Tom, right? Where he comes in, he's like, Jerry's good in the darkness. We're going to keep Jerry. Fuck Frank. But, hey, we're getting rid of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got, getting rid of Hugo. Like, he got yeah. rid of oh, that all great of too. the yeah, people yeah. that, like, Truly covered up some of the worst things and kept Jerry and Carolina, who always kind of ran shit on the back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kevin and I were talking about this uh, right before we went live, but I want to ask you guys, what's your read on the Kendall Roman kind of busting up the cut, squeezing the face thing? I mean, it's super fucked up, and it wasn't from a place of love. It was from a place of uh, Kendall being like, oh, you think you look okay? And like, you could, you, you're not, there was, it seems like it starts that way. There's, I saw a whole bunch of breakdowns of like comparing it to when at the end of season one, Kendall breaks down and Logan holds him and he cries and stuff and how there was all these different parallels, including the kiss and stuff. But it was very much mm. like Kendall, I think, being like, no, you're getting fucking line, dog. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this Together, isn't, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's kind of what I gleaned from it as well. Uh, I mean, it, it reminds me of, 
after the funeral breakdown speech happens and then Kenlo goes up and is the hero of the of the day and he's the one who held it all together and gave a an amazing speech that wowed the crowd and that at least that's how he sees it right right and it it reminds me of uh just sort of reiterating that moment of when Kendall tells him, no, you fucked up, little bro. You fucked up. It's all good. No problem. Like, it's such a kind of, like, little shot of, like, you don't got it. It's all good, man. I got it. Don't worry about it. And it, that's what it kind of felt like it was mirroring, like, hey, you're not built for this, dude. It's all good. Like, yeah, it was you have a cut on your face. You broke, out, you broke down. You went into the crowd. You got your ass whooped. Uh, I got this. I, I can take care of it. I think it was very much, yeah, you know. <laughs> rubbing salt in the wound almost. Roman questioning <laughs> yeah. it breaking out again and i think it was him like fucking you're gonna hold this together because again to kendall roman was the wavering vote mm -hmm. he was the one who's gonna fuck this up right so it was very much like i'm i've tried as much love as i can give as kendall which isn't much because they haven't ever known it right now it is the force of it right disguised as love that you're gonna fucking hold this together you're gonna do what i'm fucking i say we've done this for four seasons you're gonna <laughs> listen to me and you're gonna do what i'm fucking telling you to do yeah, I think he's the only one. Like, I think pain is the only way to get through to Roman when he's, like, spiraling. Like, you even see it at the end of the episode before where he just, like, gets his ass kicked on the street. Yeah. And, like, I think that that's the thing that snaps him back after he spirals. I think that's all after he sees Jerry, right? Like, in the reflections of yeah. the window and stuff like yeah. that. Like, Yeah, see, that... All that stuff is so interesting. That, to me, was more my read. I feel like the the, the Kendall thing is definitely, like... The, I think it's a little bit of, of both, in, in, in my opinion, where it's Roman kind of... I think Roman initiated the violence, like from my read of him wanting to be told what to do and then him like wanting the pain to like for what you're just saying there of like he needed to he needed a win. He needed a Roman win of like feeling something in that moment to like understand how to be in control because he was talking a big talk, but even he didn't even believe it in the moment. Uh, and then, yeah, Kendall doing that, it, it to me it felt weirdly like not as evil of a thing like it came from a bad place but it's also what roman wanted and needed in that moment in a weird way where it's like kind of i my read on it is kendall was giving roman what he wanted and what he was asking for because he knows his brother um that's all very dark and twisted and yeah. fucked up but um that's what the show is and i love that <laughs> i love it can be that because yeah kev you were saying that people you were talking to had more of a similar read to me too right yeah, there's like because there's there is a moment in that embrace where um, uh, what's his face Roman, Roman kind of starts leaning into it, and like I I think that's right. I think that like I think it was a moment of uh, Kendall breaking and using force, and then Roman kind of reciprocates and like is just like okay, this is this you're, you're in charge now, and I I kind of think that he then tries that with Shiv, but like using words, yeah. and that totally backfires on him. To think that it all started off with him jerking off in front of the windows in these yep. buildings. Those, those very windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg did that on the last one. You guys don't need to see it this time. Glad I wasn't here. Yeah. That's my Roman impression. <laughs> Pretty good at impressions too, Andy. Uh, we're we're going to wrap this up real quick, but uh, last uh, scene I want to bring up is the kind of like final sibling scene of them all in the office, like fighting, like literally fighting and yelling at each other and everyone, the amount of cutbacks where they would show that, oh, the other room could hear them. Totally. And then it would cut back and like they would say things that are like the the whole conversation of you killed somebody i didn't kill somebody did you i did i did but like you lied to us all that stuff like they all heard that and i feel like they just did such a good job of like using the camera and the the audio to show us like yeah they can hear and then they show something crazy and then you're like oh my god they can hear this and the intensity of that conversation of seeing like the moments where shiv and roman are like oh fuck kendall because they don't even know what's real what's, what's real yeah, what's not yeah. and like and that's where they end like oh Dang. Any closing thoughts you guys on, on this? I wasn't expecting them to bring 
up the you killed somebody you can't be the ceo you killed somebody i was not expecting that to be brought up again and when it got brought up again i was like oh this really isn't gonna happen uh <laughs> like, we're not we're definitely not gonna have a last second shift turn to like back to the the sibling side that was uh I, it just solidified more and more that these characters deserve this tragic ending with with essentially kendall being like no i lied about it i was in a tough spot i just lied about it there was a kid but i wasn't even in the car but like Seeing him then deny this thing that happened four years ago at this point was really like, oh, God damn, you guys are terrible, man. Like, and the audience gets to then in that moment go, no, we deserve this bad ending. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought that was going to be the final nail in Kendall's coffin, but I thought it was going to happen way earlier in the episode. So once we get to the kitchen scene, I was like, okay, we've <laughs> we made it through. And I wasn't expecting Shiv to throw it in at the last minute like that is like. Such a perfectly, like, emotional, like, clearly not thinking about things Shiv moment of, like, I've been harboring this. And, like, this is why I think you're not ready for it. You're, and you'll never be ready for it. But also just, like, a reaching kind of. Like, any excuse. Oh, sure. I'm giving you everything yeah. I've got at this yeah. point. Yeah. And remember that thing 10 years ago when, like, it's just, <laughs> like, reaching for the next bad thing you can do. It was the yeah. panic, right? Of, yeah. I, her statement was just, I think you'll be bad at this. Here's why I'm After so much saying he, he would be good at it, right? Yeah. And then it is just the fact that, well, at least my interpretation, right, is that it's just the fact she didn't get it. It's that reality setting in that here's dad's chosen one, even though it wasn't dad, but it is. Here's the one who gets to go carry dad's flame. And you get to that point of after she's wrestled with it for so long, right? Of and what her and Tom are gonna do in general, right? Of like, well, do I wanna see it bequeathed to my brother who has all these different reasons and we're always on different pages and yada yada yada? Or do I do this last second Hail Mary, fuck it all up, and it goes to my husband who I then stick with and continue the cycle, obviously, of how horrible all this is. But she's still in the running that way, right? Like there still is a weird She's connected to the Roy brand. Her brothers are no longer, unless they, you know, they stay on and do stock stuff or whatever. She's but like, fucked either way. <laughs> of course. So, like, which way do you want to be fucked? Yeah. This way, and at least, she, she, she has power. power. That's what yep. it's all about with Shiv. Woo! I saw a lot of people being like, yeah, you know, like, oh, my, not a lot. There was a great discourse, a great conversation about, like, <laughs> oh, my God, what a horrible ending for this woman who's been this uh, feminist icon. Everyone's like, she, actually, she sucked this entire icon. show. Like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, when like, was she? <laughs> remember when she was, like, covering up cruises and not caring about people? Like, yeah. you know what that is? Like, she she's has... never been about anything about her femininity. It's all been about power and how she could have power and maintain power and get more power. There you go. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of the finale of Succession. Remember, we'll be back with Marvel's Secret Invasion in just a few short weeks. But until then, mm -hmm. man, to give me a fuck off. A fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>